0: Welcome to the How Coronavirus Saved My Life podcast. My name is Christine. I'm a mental health nurse practitioner who got coronavirus in April of 2020 and had long COVID symptoms for months. I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting better until I healed myself through unwinding my childhood conditioning. This is my story on how coronavirus saved my life and how I healed myself. Along with others sharing their own personal stories and how they are navigating through their own healing.
1: The more I read, the more kind of curious and interested I got. And then I started to do some very basic, actually meditation. Um, that was something that one of the resources recommended. There was actually the study that was done that showed that mindfulness-based stress reduction, was twice as effective as usual treatments for low back pain. And I remember actually hearing or reading that and going out to my roommates at the time and feeling really excited about that and also not even knowing how to comprehend how that could even be possible. I've seen the bulging discs in my back, right? And so how does one put those two together? But you know, in that process, I think, I was opening up to maybe a different type of idea. And then I started to do some basic meditation and I had this one experience. When I say basic, I mean, there's something called a body scan where only 10 minutes long. I was doing it from my back because I couldn't sit up for very long. Um, and I remember I would just get into observing what was happening in my body. And one time I did that, the, pain that I was feeling in my lower back that was always there started to move. It started to move to my legs as I was meditating. And I said, Whoa, this is weird. This is not what's supposed to happen. And something clicked, something shifted, something changed. And I'd like to say that that, you know, from then on, I really kind of bought more into the possibility that I could get better. Um, and, you know, so all the research and the stories and the science, all of it pointing to that I had something that was more commonly referred to now as neuroplastic pain or central sensitization. And these are some of the terms that I read and I just didn't really know how to make any sense of, um, but what that means in short is I had some really tough life experiences early on in my life that primed my nervous system. And you can think of the nervous system as the wiring in a lamp, right? So it goes from the wall to the light bulb. And it's 52 miles of nerves, of electrical conducting nerves that sends signals from our brain to our muscles and to our organs. And it connects 30 different organ systems. And so this incredibly complex thing that I started to learn more and more about Now more and more, we're starting to understand how the nervous system is related to pain processing Mm. and to the persistence of pain and how you can actually use those techniques of working with the nervous system to resolve symptoms that didn't respond to physical therapy, didn't get completely better with medication. I was suggested surgery, but now I had this other explanation that I was starting to really believe more and more. So from 0.0001% to now this experience that maybe I was at a 10% or maybe 20%. And then within a month my symptoms actually started to get resolved down to a level where I could start to move again. And my belief started to, you know, naturally go up from there.
0: That is that's be- makes my eyes tear up. It's just that's just so beautiful because when you're in that, when you're in that pain, you know, long COVID stuff, there's, you feel there's no hope. There's no, you feel like there's no hope. And I love what you said. You said my mind opened up to the possibility because where there's possibility, there's hope, right? And, and that's the thing that people, have a hard time believing, you know, all of these things that the medical community is telling me to do, you know, that's where I get my answers, but they're not getting any answers and it, it feels hopeless. And, and then they take more pain meds and then, you know, they may overdose and die, you know, and it's such an epidemic. And so you, you found hope, like there might be a possibility, like every, anything is possible, right. You know, and anything that's possible, that's where hope is. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. Um, and you know, there's that saying, it's the hope that kills you. That is a, I think something I probably could have resonated with when I was in pain for so long, because you get your hopes up so many times. Yeah you get disappointed so many times by one doctor and the next doctor and all well-meaning physicians actually. Right. I really, really believe that. Um, And I guess I was fortunate enough to get my hopes up maybe one more time.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, with my hope, I just kind of stumbled upon it. Um, stumbled. Right. So I, um, I had been doing, you know, guided meditations and, you know, and that, that helped, you know, things, but I still was having those long COVID symptoms. And the day that I thought that I was on Twitter and I read that article about needing heart surgery, I li- I had to leave work. I was so distraught. And I talked to one of my best friends and I was telling him like, I'm going to have to have heart surgery. And thank God he's a psychologist. Cause he said, it sounds like you have anxiety. And I was like, excuse me, <laughs> you know, like my marriage is falling apart. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I work in a place where all the patients are super psychotic and aggressive. And you know, my kid is home with the pandemic, you know, virtual school. And what do you mean I have anxiety? <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, you know, I just decided after he said that I was like, huh, and so that evening, I decided I'm going to do my own meditation, my own guided meditation, and really turned into a self love meditation where I decided I'm going to give myself every compliment that I've ever given anyone, I'm going to give to myself. So I laid on the ground and I was like, You're so beautiful. I love that shirt. You know, all of the things that I would tell people, You're so smart. I would say to myself, And I started crying and crying and releasing and releasing and releasing and releasing. And it was very powerful. And then the next morning I woke up and throughout the day, like 90% of my symptoms were gone. And that's when I was like, what in the world, you know, because I've, I've by the, I know what time, like I'm going to get the brain fog in the afternoon. I didn't get that. Like I didn't get the hand cramping, um, the numbness and tingling, the short of breath, you know, the rapid heart rate. I was like, what in the world? And so I continued to do those types of meditations for myself and my symptoms were gone. And I, like I said, stumbled across this, this hope and it's, really got me really started on the whole mind body connection journey you know I had already been reading things about you know the illusions of your reality and quantum physics and things like that you know and really questioning my own beliefs about myself you know because we all are conditioned to believe something and we all have a story we've told ourselves from childhood which is which is not true right Most of us were raised by people in survival mode or broken, you know? And so we get this foundation of beliefs that's built on something that's usually not true. And people get scared because you mean to question a belief of my foundation, like, because they don't know who they are without that. Right. And, and so we internalize it, like something's wrong with me, something's wrong with me. And really it's a story that's not true, you know? And so- I love that you, because skeptical, I'm usually pretty open-minded, I'm free spirit, you know what I mean? But people who are skeptical, you know, and analytical and logical, right? You know, use that certain part of their brain, you know, and um, I love that you like, you have got this experience and you little by little, you like untangled that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I studied astrophysics, right? I was the most logical person that you could have met. I needed to see the studies. I needed to see the research and thankfully all that is there now and more and more is coming out. Yeah. And, you know, where you look at kind of the ecosystem of long COVID, you were mentioning, you know, the numbers of people who are suffering with it with no end in sight or no answers the prevalence of chronic pain increasing more and more despite more money being spent to treat it and i started to take this experience that felt like a miracle to me and and ask myself one why did it take me five years Mm -hmm. to go through this and did i have to suffer that long and two what can i do to help other people whether it's at their five-year mark or the one-year mark or the 15 or 20 year mark, find themselves and get back to life and get back to activities that they love. Um, And mental health was born shortly after that. um, And after kind of my experience of, of really going through my own recovery and healing, and then kind of coming to this, this idea that I need to do something about it.
0: I love that. So did Minda.health find you or did you find (laughs) Minda.health?
1: I don't know if that's a trick question, Christine. (laughs) It's probably both. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. You were aligned.
1: (laughs) Yeah. uh, There was some fortuitous things that happened at that time.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I started to do work on it myself. And in that, I actually... Developed an app for the first time and put that out in the app store. And an expert in pain recovery ended up downloading that. He's in his name is Les Aria. And I think he was on one of your previous mm-hmm. episodes. Um and then, you know, simultaneously, a really good friend who has worked in digital health and worked in the health space for very long also recovered using similar techniques. And the three of us got on a call, um, and it really felt fun. It felt like there was, you know, some exciting things kind of being born. And so I would say that probably both at the same time, I I think really took a leap of faith and put a couple steps forward. And then there were things that started to happen, um, I guess to me and in ways that I couldn't have even, you know, imagined, um, and then from there, you know, it's always been both of those things at the same time. Whenever, uh, you know, I have a goal or I want to reach more people or we want to make our um, treatment more effective or more accessible, there are steps that we kind of jump into and we have the courage to say we can do this. And then, you know, people kind of join on board and, um uh, things start to maybe happen to us. So I don't know how to answer that question <laughs> in a <laughs> I, straightforward I way.
0: <laughs> you answered it very thoughtfully. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about before we kind of get into what Health is, and I have some really great things about Health. If, if you're someone who's skeptical, Oh, what is this uh, online thing? Um, because I would, I subscribed to the newsletter and I was like, wow. But let's talk about what are, because people are going to want to know, like, what are things that helped you with your chronic pain recovery? What are some tools, techniques? What did you do? Yeah. And continue to do, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'll caveat whatever I say, in that different things work for different people.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Nothing is a silver bullet. I have spoken to so many people and they say, okay, great. I'll just take the meditation you did and it's going to work for me. Well, it, it is that simple and it's not that simple. Right. And so um, I think it's important to just know that there is a science. There's a way to go about this. Um, And we have a really deep understanding now of kind of the neuroscience and the neurobiology of pain and the skills that people can use are going to be different. It's like, uh you know if you uh want to ride a bike there's a hundred different types to choose from and you got to adjust your seat and you got to adjust your pedals and so those adjustments is really where a lot of the the guidance um, can come in play so for me um, what really really helped was a couple things happening simultaneously that i didn't really know were important until looking back on it maybe years later after understanding more about what the research and science says. um, One was I was living in a house with a group of people that was very emotionally expressive. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of illness when I was a kid and I had a lot of shame around things that I experienced. I was very guarded about my emotions or I never actually really knew how I was feeling. Um, mm-hmm. And I was surrounded by people who were really good at saying at the end of a, a day, this happened and I was feeling this, this happened and I was feeling this. So I started to actually pick up on maybe some lingo and really feel safer to talk about my emotions in a very real way. Um, so that was one and I was actually feeling very supported to do that and kind of exploring what that would feel like. And, you know, people go through different journeys. Some people know how to do that at age 13 because their sibling was really good at that. For me, it was when I was 27. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the second thing that happened was I was getting into all the science and education and learning more about pain, I already talked about that. And then the third, kind of skills wise was I was doing some of the meditations and for me, meditation was really, really powerful. There's something that, you know, you heard my kind of experience, but after that experience, I said, this is amazing. This is magical. I'm going to do it every single day. Well, I probably did it once a week from then Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. habits are tough to change and right. habits are tough to build. Um, If you fast forward to now, I sit every single morning, whether I'm on vacation, I am at home, I am hungover, or I am (laughs) wide awake, I will always make time for that because it's a really, really important practice for me to relieve stress from the night, relieve stress from the day, and clear my nervous system of anything that it's holding. Um, and for some people that's expressive writing and for other people that's going out for walks with their spouse, and other people it's playing with their dog.
0: Right right there's I love it because there's many different ways to do it. and. Um... I love it. Yeah. So like for me, um, meditation. And so some people, you know, we want to make things complicated. Our, our brain, you know, wants to make it all complicated, but it doesn't have to be complicated. You can sit outside and in the quiet and, you know, observe your thoughts, you know, do the body scan, um, listening to a guided meditation. I know for me, when I'm going into work, that's when I meditate, I find something on YouTube. There's so many things on YouTube where they have certain hurts of music your brain waves to calm your brain waves. and so I do that when I'm on my way to work and it's just you know 20 minutes and I have so many you know profound epiphanies when I'm listening to that driving you know I'm not noticing anybody if somebody's trying to cut me off or race around me or whatever I am like in this I just this overwhelming like sense of love for the world, myself, the universe is is powerful. And I go into work like with this, this aura, you know, because I know, because I work in mental health, that I'm going to hear a lot of stories, a lot of stories of suffering. And I'll carry those stories with me and uh, with my own story, you know, and so that that was very, that's been super helpful for me. And then um, dancing like women, like it's important for us to dance and move and flow and get that energy out, you know. Um, so there's been times where I'll just turn some a music uh, some song on like the other day I put a Beatles song on for three minutes and I was bawling, you know. I didn't realize how much energy I was holding on to. It's it's almost like this buildup of tension you feel, and it's just like, uh, and then you do the thing and then you release it, however, release through sweat, tears breath, you know, um, and that's breathing has been a very powerful thing for me. I now teach my clients and I do it with them because no one was ever taught how to breathe, right? Like no one was taught how to cope with stress. And most of us, like I said, were raised by broken people or people who were in survival mode. No one was taught how to cope with stress. Like with my story example, my father taught me, this is how you cope with stress, which is cigarettes, alcohol, drugs, weed, you know, pills. My mom taught me you cope with stress with food and blowing money, you know? And so those were my options, you know, that I've never been taught anything else, you know? And of course those options don't work, (laughs) you know, for so long, they're not sustainable. And you're just kind of like, well, why do I feel so bad about my, you know, like you said, shame, like you have the shame because you feel like you should know it's, it's just really, it's this almost self abuse, right? Like I should know how to fix this, but we've been conditioned for so long by these people built our foundation of belief built on this thing. That's not true. And so we, it's, it's, we're just like, why doesn't this work, you know? And, you know, that's why, you know, because also, too, you know, those people in survival mode, the people that are broken, their nervous system is dysregulated, right? And so, like people who, you know, abuse alcohol, drugs, whatever, I don't call them addicts. I just now say their nervous system is dysregulated, you know? And that's what they're trying to seek is to calm it and it'll calm it temporarily. But then there's this whole cycle of shame and more anxiety and more like, why can't I get it together, you know? And so, you know, with my long COVID, you know, definitely dancing, lifting weights, um, drinking water, gut health, probiotic. And really, we've talked about vagus nerve less than I talked about on the previous episode, episode four, or sorry, 34, um, about the vagus nerve and how to stimulate it, you know, because all my long COVID symptoms I had all interacted with vagus nerve. And so I, you know, it was like, what is the vagus nerve? I can't really remember this. And reading about that and those simple ways to stimulate it, because when you stimulate your vagus nerve, which is the calm part of your nervous system, it calms your body, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And if I were someone maybe new listening to you who hasn't, who doesn't know anything about this, I might say, well, that's all, like, woo-woo. Right. You know, you're telling me that I need to go out in the sun to heal my the migraines, beginning. back pain. Yeah. yeah. And it's a challenging thing to convey to people. It's a challenging thing for someone to understand. Um, and it's just It's just challenging. So I, I have so much empathy for, you know, someone who may be in the position of hearing this for the first time and not really sure mm-hmm. what this means or feels maybe that they're being dismissed. Um, right. And have a lot of empathy for the doctors who maybe try and explain these things
0: Yes. and
1: can't. So.
0: Right, right. There's, there's a disconnect, right?
1: Yeah. Um, and what's really cool is, you know, you can go see a therapist. You can go see a physical therapist or you can go see a spine doctor and more and more, we're starting to understand that our mental health and our physical health are so intertwined. And at MENDA, our whole thing is we don't want to draw those distinctions. Mm -hmm. We just want to help people get better.
0: Yes. Yes. I love that. So explain kind of briefly, what is MENDA.health?
1: Yeah. So MENDA is, uh pain recovery program. Um at its very basic, you know, bare bones. That's what we do. If you have chronic pain or persistent pain
0: mm-hmm.
1: beyond six months, we help people like that get better and get back to life. Yes. And there's a variety of ways that we do that. But at the very kind of fundamental part we address the nervous system dysregulation that's going on mm. in the majority of people that have ongoing pain. And what that does is it actually starts to dial down the system that is persisting and creating the pain in the first place. Even if it started with an injury, even if it didn't start with an injury, even if there is some medical diagnosis. In a lot of those cases, the nervous system takes over And we employ a set of skills and tools to help people address those root causes so that they can resolve their symptoms.
0: I love that, how you said, dial it down, you know, because if you say, oh, it's going to be gone, you know, you're totally, it's totally healed. You know, people are going to like get, that's crazy. Doesn't make sense, but it's dial it down, like just slowly dial it down, you know, and that's. To me, because the brain, you know, Les and I talked about in the previous episode, is constantly scanning our world and asking one question Am I safe? Right. And so, if someone hears, Oh, I get on this and I'm going to heal, like the brain's going to go, Not safe, not safe, not true, not true, not true. Don't believe it, don't believe it. It's like you said, Woo woo. Right. And so, I love because anytime you do a habit or start a habit or try something new, I mean, that's why, like diets, it's hard for them to work. If you just start doing a diet, you slowly integrate. It's because the brain, again, is scanning and is going to think that's not safe. That's not going to work, you know? And again, back to kind of our belief system and the story that we've t- all tell ourselves, like, you you, we when we tell our like Dr. Joe Dispenza he's a neuroscientist and one of his books he talks about how we tell this story to ourselves to where our cells actually change and start producing different hormones and different neurotransmitters to, to back up the story you know and so When people like I had a client recently who had some, you know, foot problems, deformities when she was a child and would fall and now she's okay, but she still falls because her nervous system, like when she gets, goes to stairs, you know, she will fall and she has to hold onto the handrail. And so, because her body, her brain is like told, like is in this story that you're going to fall, you know? And so, um you know, like, what is your new story? What do you want your story to be? And I, I love that. You just slowly, slowly dial it down. I love that because, you know, this is not a fast thing and it's a daily journey. It is not, and it's the rest of your life, you know, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and the other thing we do at Menda, and this is around all that science is even if you don't, buy into any of this even if you're you have these storylines that are old and ingrained we take you on a process step by step we do that in a really supportive group so you're with other people who get it and it's all under the guidance of a trained therapist someone who actually knows how to work with your condition and we do all of that and We really take people through that journey from, even if you know nothing, that's totally fine. Even if you're 99% skeptical, that's okay. We have put together all the pieces. So, you know, I was talking about my story is I was in a group of people that was really supportive. Well, the most majority of people are very isolated by their condition, or maybe they're in a really challenging household where no one at work understands them. The second thing is we have really comprehensive education. And the third is it's very skills-based and all of that is in technology. It's you have apps and you have ways of practicing on your own at home. Um, We're actually going to be billing insurance. So if you have an insurance plan that can pay for this, that's a way to make it more accessible. And so I, I just wanted to share all that is yes, we take people who, have maybe been in pain for some time and get them the treatment that they need. Um, but in all that, there's a lot of different pieces where no matter who you are, we want to make sure that this is for you, and we want to really meet you where you're at.
0: Yeah, I love that. There are many options to and endless possibilities, you know, to to recovery and 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 being heard and felt cared for because again the goal is to help dial down some of that suffering and you know i would highly suggest for for anyone that's maybe skeptical just subscribe to the newsletter at Health because those are really cool you're you're i hear you you got you tell your own story in an audio which is really cool just hearing your voice tell that story just made me go oh. you know like because <laughs> You're someone that has been through it and to the way you tell it, it's, it's wow. Like that, there's possibility, there's possibility and there's hope in your story. So I would, I would just tell people at least subscribe to the newsletter and cause you get information, you know, and I, the thing with Mendezot Health, it is evidence-based, right?
1: Yeah. There's a lot of good research behind the protocols that we use something called pain reprocessing therapy. And the insurance companies don't cover anything that's not evidence-based. So the fact that we have that stamp of approval um, is really powerful for for us and anyone who is, you know, considering whether they want to join the program. Mm -hmm. And we've actually been, one cool thing uh, that I don't know if I've shared with you yet is we've been speaking to a couple of doctors who work in long COVID and COVID Mm -hmm. clinics. And they're really interested and excited to actually use this for their populations. And so there's a really cool bridge between what you experience and what I experience. you know, beyond just yeah. the science, um, as you know, this, this podcast, I'm, I'm so appreciative of you kind of sharing all these stories so that people can hear more. There are treatments out there. Even if your doctor says, I don't know about them, um, or tells you something else and, I, I feel very optimistic um, for people moving forward, you know, for for ourselves and for others who, who may be suffering, um, just hold on to that hope. And if that's, you know, one thing that comes out of this, I think that'll be wonderful.
0: I love it. I love that You said that. I was going to ask you, have you seen any long COVID um, clients um, using that? And I mean, that is just beautiful. There is a bridge. I love that. There's a br- There's a bridge of hope. Like that is just because we're all truly connected, you know, whether through pain, love connection, you know, we're all truly, we're all truly connected. Well, Arun, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and telling your story. I cannot wait for people to hear this and get some sort of hope and options and possibility of recovering from their own chronic pain and recovering from long COVID, because this is going to really help the world and dial down some of that suffering. I appreciate you. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Christine. I love that you do this. Um, I love that you take time in addition to your full-time job of seeing patients to interview me and others um, to really kind of share these stories, it it means a lot to me and um, I'm hopeful that we can keep this going.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I don't get paid for this. You don't get make money in podcasts, but my, (laughs) my really, you know, like I said before I started this podcast is a love letter to humanity. And it truly is a love letter because I want people to see you. There are other options and other choices and other endless possibilities to not suffer so much, you know? Yeah. Well, thank you. You have a great night. Thank you.
1: You too. Bye Christine.
0: Bye. Thank you to all the listeners of How Coronavirus Saved My Life podcast. If you want to know more about me and hear crazy family stories, hop on over to the podcast I make with my sister. It's called The Family Burrito. My sister, Jessie, and I made the podcast after our dad died in March of 2021. We did it as a way to heal our childhood wounds. Now we are healing and now we're having a good time. So if you want to hear more stories, crazy sense of humor, and get to know my personality a little bit better, hop on over to The Family Burrito anywhere you get your podcast streaming.